My mom's a composer, my brother's a composer, and my father was a violist, so it was a, a pretty different environment, I think. My brother and I, sort of, we had a parallel development, and we were, um, you know, when we were 10 or 11, both avid rock musicians. And I, I always credit that with, like, we wrote our own stuff, so there was that on the one side. Then on the other hand, we were studying classical instruments, to get technique and so on. So those two things were always there. And then as time went on, they sort of got more separated, just write classical composition and then study classical guitar. And I found it hard to do both, and eventually composition seemed the thing I really wanted to do and let the guitar go. But I remember very well, I mean, we were, my brother and I were totally into rock music, like, you know, obsessed with it. But then, because we grew up in this musical family, there were all these recordings of classical stuff there, and we would listen to some of it. And the main thing I remember, as much as we loved rock music, it was more about the fact that this, whatever you want to call it, classical music, and this was contemporary, whether it was Bartok or whether it was Beethoven or Brahms or something, it just seemed to take you places and be so vast emotionally and in terms of sound. So it wasn't just the color of the orchestra per se, but it was just sort of that feeling of, yeah, adventure and sound and depth and breadth of emotional power that brought me to it. That's composer Sebastian Currier talking about his life and background in music. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, And, you know, I thought that I was discovering the music of Sebastian Currier for the first time about six months ago when his music was brought to my attention. But in fact, I was rediscovering him. I really liked the piece Static that the pianist for Access Contemporary Music showed me. And so I wanted to hear more of his music. And I went to his website and was looking at his works list. And there's a piece called Theo's Sketchbook. And I, I, I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that piece. Um, I had actually studied that for a little while in grad school. Uh, it's such a fascinating concept. He invents a composer out of whole cloth. I just, you know, complete invention. And then shows what his music would have sounded like from early childhood as a precocious young lad all the way through to his mature style. Um, I just thought it was such a really interesting and, and original idea. So I already had this connection with him, having studied his music, and I really liked all this new music that I was hearing. And so I sought him out and had a great chance to meet up with him in his Manhattan apartment and talk about his music. And I especially want to play two pieces for you on the program today. They are Quiet Time, which he wrote for the Cassatt Quartet as a string quartet, and Time Machines, a really fantastic violin concerto that he wrote for a violinist extraordinaire and Sophie Mütter. So here is Sebastian talking about the inspiration for Quiet Time. So what I thought of for Quiet Time was to do this. I was going to basically have the dialogue between the natural sound of the string quartet and my imagination of a processed string quartet. So it didn't use electronics, but it sort of treated it as if I was. And I'll, I'll explain, like, you can filter, you, you change the harmonic structure, ring modulation, you can do tape delays, um, so on and so forth. So all those basic things, there's ways to do them within just acoustic instruments. And then so I basically had this dialogue set up. So for example, the first movement, which is called antiphon, begins with this full-bodied phrase of the string quartet. And then there's a brief pause, and then you hear that same material that's been transformed into the sort of non-harmonic entities that are sort of the more there's quarter tones and, and so on, and you, you feel the shape of it, but everything else has been sort of filtered in, in, in various different ways. You're sensing this parallel between those two worlds. There's a movement 
reverberation, where basically the, the second violin plays this tune, and then in harmonics, all the other instruments are simply the resonance of that, um, like some big cathedral that's sort of this exaggerated reverb. And that's one of the things I liked about it. I'm not looking for verisimilitude, I'm just using it as an idea to sort of breed things, um, so it was sort of fun to play with that, um, that it doesn't really work like a reverb, but it has that element of it. Then I have another movement that deals with in a sense, time compression and time expansion. So you have this one, the first part is just one chord that's held for, you know, probably 30 seconds or something. And then you have this really compressed little scherzo, like you've squeezed it like with some sort of time compression, and then you go back to a chord again. So it was all entirely just string quartet, but in my mind, putting it through processes. Well, let's have a listen to that piece. We won't have enough time to hear the whole thing, but let's have a listen to an excerpt. This is the Cassat Quartet performing Quiet Time by Sebastian Courier.
Beautiful music there by Sebastian Courier, performed by the Cassatt Quartet. That is a string quartet, two violins, viola, and cello, making some really wonderful sounds. And there is actually a very elaborate structure to that piece, as we heard Sebastian talking about before we listened. But, you know, as I was listening to it and um, listening to the structure and everything, I was thinking, you know, it really does hold up on its own, I think. So if you tuned in in the middle of the piece and didn't hear how it was put together, or if you just don't uh, worry too much about structures, I think that you can just appreciate it on a purely musical level. It's a very gorgeous piece, Quiet Time by Sebastian Courier. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My guest today is composer Sebastian Courier. You can find out more about the program on our Facebook page or on our website, relevanttones.com. Well, like I said, I'm featuring two pieces by Sebastian Courier on today's program. We heard Quiet Time, and now we're going to turn to Time Machines, a sprawling, wonderful violin concerto that he wrote for Anne-Sophie Mütter. And, you know, like I said in the beginning of the program, I also had the chance to go to his uh, apartment on a busy street in Manhattan and chat with him about his music. And one of the things I was really curious about was how he got to work with this great violinist, one of the really great violinists of our time, Anne-Sophie Mütter. Well, it's one of those um, just very lucky things that I, I became associated with Anne-Sophie Mütter. This is back in 93, largely just by chance. And um, we worked together then. It was like totally great working with her. And we've, you know, kept in touch and I've done other projects, not for her necessarily, but for she has a school for string players and various other things. And so we've always talked about a concerto. It just took a while to have it happen. And it finally did a few years ago. Um, and it's obviously, I mean, she's so great. It's so much fun to work with her. Very, very exciting. I can only imagine it would be very exciting indeed um, to work with Anne-Sophie Mütter, and she does a phenomenal job, needless to say, on the violin concerto, the title of which is Time Machines. And so I was really curious about what that means. That's, needless to say, a very evocative title. You get a very specific image in your mind. And then there's also this uh, fascination with time that uh, Sebastian has shown in so much of his work. So I asked him where this fascination with time came from and how it manifests itself in this violin concerto. Well, I mean, the piece deals with time, and the time machines is sort of, I mean, just a, a little bit silly, I suppose, in a way. It's not about time travel so much, but more about just the nature of time and, and, and music. And one of the premises is that we listen to music, it unfolds in time, but as it unfolds in time, it affects the way we evaluate time as subjective listeners. So it's that play between objective and subjective time. And the other thing I, I like to think about music is that Unlike even like theater evolves in time or movies, right? But music is very particular in that you could almost say it's nothing but time or time in air because even pitch is a product of cyclic time. I mean, right, it's the number of vibrations per second and then the whole form and the rhythm, everything is sort of like made out of the fabric of time. So I just wanted to celebrate that. I mean, in a certain way, all pieces obviously are therefore time machines. But, but I want to concentrate too on certain processes that deal with the sort of subjective nature of listening to a piece of music. So the t there's various titles, and the first is fragmented time, so what happens when we make a discontinuous structure, and this has all quotes from other movements that you're going to hear, another movement, compressed time, where we feel something that should have lasted longer has been squeezed into a smaller space, which is not unlike a piece, I, I have this... Um, orchestra piece called Microsynth, which is the same idea. What if you take a Mahler symphony of an hour and a half and had to squeeze it into 10 minutes? What would you have? Um, so it deals with various different things like that, um, another entropic time. So the idea that, of course, you know, we think of 
as things move forward in time, they lose structure. Um, so this is one that lets sort of things fall apart as time goes on. Another one, Backwards Time, which deals with um, not only running the music backwards, I wasn't that concerned with that, there are little quotes, but more it's about, you know when you hear a recording backwards, all the envelopes of the instruments are backwards, so you always hear this zhup, zhup, like that, and so sort of that, that took that sound palette as something that we associate with music being run backwards. Let's have a listen to Anne-Sophie Mutter perform Time Machines by Sebastian Courier. She's performing here with the New York Philharmonic, Alan Gilbert, conducting.
Time Machines, a violin concerto that Sebastian Courier wrote for the great violinist Anne-Sophie Mütter. And it was performed there by Anne-Sophie Mütter with the New York Philharmonic Alan Gilbert conducting. You can find out more information about Sebastian and hear more of his music on his website, SebastianCourier.com. And Sebastian is one of many composers that we have here on Relevant Tones week after week that are out there doing really, really great work. So we hope you'll check out our website for upcoming shows and uh, upcoming features of other great composers. We're at RelevantTones.com. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bostead, and thank you very much for listening.